What's poppin' congregation? It's your girl, Lacey Mosley, and we're back for another installment of Scam Goddess, the podcast all about robbery, fraud, and those who practice it. Sometimes we love them, sometimes we hate them. We'll see. And as always, come on, parasocial persons out there. I'm very what? Yes, excited, thrilled, elated for today's guest, okay? He is a journalist, a producer, a podcast host. He's the former co-host of the two beloved podcasts for Colored Nerds on Stitcher and The Nod on Gimlet. Now he is the director of the lifestyle podcasting at Sirius XM. Come on, Crossover. We love the business crossover. Yes. Congregation, please welcome Eric Eddings to the show. Hello, Eric. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad you're here. I love that name. My cousin's name is Eric. Ah, nice. Good choice. the same way. Yeah. That's the right way, you mean. (laughs) You know, I'm going to go with that because it's got an I in it. My name is spelled with an I. It's L-A-C-I, which no one spells it that way, but it is the right way. They're just all wrong. There you go. You got (laughs) to correct the narrative, you know? Yes. Or change the narrative, okay? Exactly. It's whatever we... Life is what we make it. That's one of my favorite scam quotes because I think people thought it was like about having a good attitude but really I think it's just like making stuff up. Exactly. Life is what you make it. Yeah. What Bye. are rules? To yourself and to other people. <laughs> Choose what you want. Exactly. Everything made up. So, Eric, I have to ask you, we always ask on the show, what is your relationship with scams? Have you ever been scammed? Do you love them? Do you hate them? Have you run a scam that's outside the statute of limitations? It can literally be anything. Uh, if I'm being honest, most people who know me would say like my relationship to scams is probably probably the one getting scammed. I haven't been scammed <laughs> very often. I just am not like I've never been the person who's like particularly good at like lying. I think the biggest scam I might have pulled off is like just consistently stealing like office supplies or stuff like that from like my office. You know, the basics. Yeah. As we all should. That's called tip. You know, that's capitalism is, is coming for everybody. <laughs> you know, you know, you roll the Xerox machine out of the office and what about it? Exactly. I'm going to be Xeroxing at home for the job. I don't understand why y'all are upset. It's all work. You know, <laughs> am I going to be chairs? conference tables well i i think in general you want to try to avoid things where you might need help getting it through a door but Mm, uh outside of that you know go off hey i think start with toilet paper sky's the limit life is what you make it listen it is it's what you make it and it's what you take okay and toilet paper is the great start like i definitely used to take the shitty ass one ply toilet paper from all of my jobs because i was like i'm not they don't miss Not it. Pain. You know, they're no. like, like, nobody's counting. Nobody's like, man, somebody was really like wiping their ass this month. <laughs> One of y'all got a real clean booty hole because we down four rolls. What happened? Exactly. No, nah, but yeah, nobody's going to miss it. Exactly. And if they do, they are really a hater. If you count TP rolls as your job, like, I'm going to need you to find a hobby, you know. Well, you know, I, re- I respect operations people, I will say, but I just think, you know, there's there's other points in the supply chain that are probably in critical need of some attention right now than how much Scott toilet paper most offices are using. Exactly. If, if you get Scott, sometimes you're getting like Sodexo or what, whatever. Oh, it'd be hard. It'd be rough. Like sandpaper. All of you. Tough to think of Scott as the upgrade. Scott is the like Andre of toilet paper <laughs> from, you know, like champagne. Scott is just like... We are not calling Andre Champagne. Oh, well, it's, a, it's a something We're like We're not champagne. even calling it Prosecco. I'm not even doing the rule of like, <laughs> it's got to be from Champagne, France. I, Andre is like sparkling malt liquor. <laughs> it, but it does a great impression. You know, like I can't, I can't like, hey, back in the day, New Year's Eve was made for me and Andre. Like mm-hmm. I, w- I could be a baller. Brunch. 
You throw some orange juice in it? Hey, the right orange juice? It's, you can't even tell. You can't even tell it's not champagne. Orange juice gives Andre a BBL. Like, you'll be like, wow. <laughs> exactly. This <laughs> is Moet. It's never over. Is this a Vivaclick coat? <laughs> you're right. It gets an instant upgrade. So you say you're more of a mark. Listen, I'm a mark and a scammer. I'm on both sides. I do both. I get done by both. But I'm curious, like, what do you remember any times when you got scammed or something scammy happened and, and you acquiesced? Well, not so much. I mean, for us, I, I generally do try to stay out of trouble. You know, if you try to, if you live on one side of things, you don't get scammed. You just, you just don't get got like that. Wow, the judgment. I be living on the side of the law and I get scammed. I just be living on the side of the law sometimes. Well, I don't know. I mean, I think, look, hosting a show <laughs> like this, I would think that you will avoid most of the good scams. I, on the other hand, I just try to keep my ear to the streets and my nose a little bit clean. I think like, the closest to scamming I have been as a person who's gotten scammed is probably like real estate scams. I would like back when I first, you know, you first moved to New York, you see a good apartment listing. It's like, it's crazy cheap. You know, it's like two bedroom, you know, this is $500 a month. And I'm like, wow, this was made for me. They finally, finally uh, got an apartment <laughs> that I could afford. Right. For my taste and for my budget. Exactly. Mm. <laughs> exactly. You- yes. And don't you think it's weird in New York? I get it if you're like buying an apartment because that's a thing in New York. But I've never understood. Like when I lived in New York, we had a real estate agent for just like an apartment building. Like why? Why are y'all getting a cut of that? Actually, to if I I can reevaluate my relationship scam. So I actually worked in real estate, and just to be straight up, a lot of real estate brokers. I was not a scammer, mm-hmm. real estate broker personally. Most are. Most are. <laughs> And for what it's worth, the actual, like, the broker relationship for renting does not make sense. It does, like, if for sales, mm-hmm. sure, there's a lot of paperwork, there's a lot of stuff you got to do. But renting is really easy 99% of the time, unless it's like a co-op. And so the whole thing of, you have to pay me 15% of the year's rent for showing you this apartment is, that's a beautiful legal scam you know, the legal scam that is capitalism. Yeah. So I think it maybe is. I am a scammer. So that's that's the closest I have been. But although I very much reject landlord politics today, it was a long time ago. Same. Listen, you were in here. We are all cogs in the wheel of capitalism. We're all doing what we have to do. We're all, you know, <laughs> doing just, hopefully just as little evil as we can to, to stay alive and have food and lights and whatnot. You know what I mean? Like I try not to do big evil, but it's like a little tiny little bit, like a little sprinkle. Evil that puts, it, that puts food on the table usually, usually can be a, like a little more excuse. Tip. Absolutely. Because otherwise, how are you going to survive here? It's all set up to operate this way. So if you don't, like, what, you going to live off the land? They're not going to give you none of that. They're not giving out land. I don't know how we made that up. Uh, we need more community aid, too. Just while, you know, while we get in there in this in this world, we need to work together a little bit more. If we had a pool, I could afford that $500 apartment that was actually like $12,000. And what was supposed to be was government was supposed to be our community aid. And then that just became the biggest grift of all. They just take our money. Don't tell us what they're doing with it. Ask for more randomly. Like, what are we supposed to do? Stand in line all day. <laughs> so so y'all can lose. <laughs> you and also get in this line to give us your money. Yeah. Take a number. Oh, my God. And wait. 
to give us money, aka the DMV. Okay, it's like a deli, but you don't get no meats at the end, no sandwiches, nothing. You just give them money, and that's it. They're like, okay, now we won't have the police harass you as much. And you can't customize it. At least at the deli, you can say, "Put me, give me some some cheese. Let me get a little extra." Mm-hmm. No, put no, put a little extra. Thank you, thank you, a little more. Thank you. You can't do that at the DMV. I'm gonna be, I'm no, the my D- face. and the DMV is like, this is what you get, bitch, and you better like it. Okay. <laughs> you don't like your picture? Oh, it's fine. <laughs> next year, <laughs> next time. It look like you. Goodbye. <laughs> next. Yeah, no, there's no custom. Although I will say I did retake a DMV picture once because I went in there very much like America's Next Top Model. And I was like, let me see the frame. Let me go. Okay, let me get two more frames. <laughs> they just don't even tolerate me like that. I, I don't I like open my mouth to ask for more. And they're just like, nah, baby, don't don't do it. It's usually some like older woman who's just like, nah, you tried it. Oh, I had a I had a good relationship with this one lady at the DMV. She was an older woman. And by the time I got my car registered, she had retired. Like, I was seeing her every single time, coming in with my paperwork. And I was like, all right, Miss Gertrude, like, this is what I got this week. Is this good? And she was, baby, now I told you, you got to fill out this form. And you need to print this one out. And where's the insurance form I told you about? And I was like, okay, Miss Gertie, can you just go ahead and extend my operating permit? Just give me, hit, hit me, hit me with a couple more months. I'm going to get it to you. I swear. And then one time I came in, I was like, I finally got all the paperwork. And they were like, she has retired. Like, she's gone. <laughs> and that like, makes me sad because I feel like we need more DMV people like Miss Gertrude. You know, we need mm-hmm. the people who care. She's like, look, I clock out at five o'clock either way. So I could give you the, the, you know, saying like the info, the real, real to be able to get your paperwork done. But everybody else nowadays, they just like, do you have it? I'm like, well, what you is it? it. Then, get, then there's the door, bitch. And don't let it hit you on the way out. That's a that's a fee. Wrong form. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, come on now. It's, life is too hard. But I I get it. When you work in a bureaucracy, especially one where nobody's ever happy, like I always think of postal workers, people who work in the DMV, like there's certain jobs where, you know, if you work for Spirit, Frontier Airlines, I heard, just turned off their customer service number. They said, bitch, don't call us no more. Like, y'all know what it is. Y'all know what we doing over here. Yeah, and, and I think they're about to get bought. Too. Spirit's about to get bought, too, so they really don't care right now. They're in the, like, they've basically just quit their job and haven't started the new job. So they just like, yo, it's quiet for you, fam. All, right. All the tickets just, been, just gone ahead. Just get on the plane. If you get there, that is great. See you right. next time. See we see you when I'm owned by JetBlue. Exactly. See us then. Okay. We still gonna be ass, but we will be a little less ass. Just maybe like one cheek. Also, I love the spirit made no guarantees. They were like, look. The plane is gonna land. Like that was the 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 sales pitch. It's like there's a fifteen dollar <laughs> fee to be sure that the plane is gonna land. Twenty dollars if you want to know what time. Right. And what time are you trying to get there? Oh, you got plans for like when you want to get there? No, we just said we we're gonna get you physically there. Okay. Now when you get off the tarmac, that ain't none of our business. We ain't gonna do with that. They like you know, hey, luggage. You wanted that? <laughs> you wanted to keep it? Oh, sorry. My bad, fam. Nobody told you to just fly with everything on your body, on your person? Because that's what we're doing over here. That's yeah. why everybody got the new fancy carry-ons. You know what I'm saying? They just, they just mm-hmm. take the shit on the plane. I didn't realize y'all was really using this. Like, it's it's wild out here. Oh, I do. I love a carry-on. I barely check a bag because especially during Robin season, which is Christmas time, um, your shit is very liable to get lost. And by lost, I mean it falls into somebody's backseat of their car. Well, I, the thing about it is I feel like nowadays, I, I haven't known somebody who had their luggage look legit like whole stolen a lot of people have have like have stuff taken out because you know they yes. got like even with the locks the fu- like the security they have they have keys yeah for official government business tsa government business heavy air quotes <laughs> but no nah, so i think they like the new move is just like reaching in like well, okay let's, let's open this up you know everybody's waiting on the tarmac let's see what we got and then you know everything 
might not get there. Yeah. Some of it may not make it to your final destination. Things may have shifted in flight from your bag to my purse. <laughs> you didn't want these Jordan 1. No, you didn't need these. They were my size. That was a blessing for, from God. Thank you for being a vessel. Thank you for flying spirit. <laughs> Let me stop. Spirit, I hope you're not an uh, advertiser. Not, no, not at the moment. But listen, if y'all, y'all better not act like y'all heard this. If y'all hear me in between ad breaks, like, Spirit, the airline that cares about you. <laughs> Have you ever wanted water on a flight? Like nothing happened. <laughs> so, hi, guys. I'm so happy to be here today. I love y'all caution tape looking airline. I love it here. You know, you can give them the girls what they want. So, I'm frugal myself. <laughs> you know, hey. <laughs> And they're not even frugal. They nickel and dime you, but that's a whole nother story for a whole nother time. And right now, we're going to take a whole ad break for some non-scam advertisements, and we'll be right back with What's Hot in Fraud. Scams! Cons! And we are back. And it's time for What's Hot in Fraud. You guys know that this is a segment of the show where we tell you about the scams that are popping in the streets. And more often than not, we get a letter from you guys. As always, snitch on your friends and family at scamgoddesspod at gmail.com. Just make sure the scam is retired because we don't want to what? Yes, fuck up your bag. Amen. Uh, Eric, I need a name for this person. We don't care about ginger. It could be any, unless they specify. There's no specification here. I like good, like old people names. So I'm going to go with like Percy. Percy, yes, love a Percy. That reminds me of Percy Ellis, which used to have black fathers in a chokehold. Yes. <laughs> also, <laughs> you know, Master, Master P is Percy too, right? Percy Miller, that's Percy he Miller. Is. So there you go. You know, a, a long line of good Percys. Can't go wrong. Right. I think that's the end of the Percys. Is anybody it might be, actually. Percy <laughs> I think they gave it up. Bring Percy back. If you got a baby right now, name him Percy. It was so great after two. Hey, you cannot go wrong. It's, they're going to be very easy to find through a Google. Third time's the charm. Okay, he's gonna the, he or she person or them, they they will all be like high on Google. I think that they'll get the best like interview situations because people are like Percy. Oh, we have to bring Percy, and they sound like a hard worker. Definitely know how to grill. It's been too long. You can't quite tell the color nowadays. You know, it could be mm-hmm. southern. It could be all like old southern white. It could be just somebody who like is trying to be hipster about it. You never know. It's it's a mystery. And Percy sounds like the type of person that th- their mantra is, if you're early, you're on time. <laughs> exactly. It's give that man a raise or give that person a raise. <laughs> exactly. Except for that's not that's not my mantra. Y'all know I got time disease. I'll be late with everything. I'm so sorry. It's not something I can control. And I think that people should stop stigmatizing it. OK, I'm definitely an on time friend. So I'm, I'm probably your biggest enemy at the at the brunch table. Wow. If we gonna be there, somebody one, somebody's always got I'm always a person. It's how you know I'll be the mark sometimes because. Somebody's got to be there to accept the brunch reservation and be like, and start telling the lies. They, they're right around the corner. <laughs> Stop telling they, the lies. They are parking. They are right around the corner. They about to be here real quick. I see them right now. You hear the footsteps? Pitch a patter. Yeah, no, go ahead and see this. I know y'all doing the full party, but though they actually all in the bathroom, so they here. No, you can start the Andre Mimosas. Go ahead, just keep, keep bringing it to me. I promise you they will be here. But yes, anyway, I am... The person who is getting played, I am the the on time friend who is just like you could have you could have texted, and they're like, oh, but it's the twenty minute grace period. There's no such thing. Okay, see, I will say this: one, I love an on time friend. I have several, but also I'm gonna send the text before I'm late. Okay, and the time estimation is gonna be 
a little under what I'm actually running, but not too much over that you're going to be mad. Like I love a, if it's a friend event, I love the eight minutes. I'm eight minutes away. That means 15, but, but you'll be all right. You know, cause you knew eight was closer to 10 and you knew I was lying a little bit. And then we get to 15 and you're not mad. You know what I mean? See, that's the effort I appreciate. Everybody, everybody don't do that. It's somebody who I might've hosted a podcast with, you know, <laughs> for a long time. For a long time, who don't always send that text. But anyway, it's all good. It's all good. I ain't bitter about it. You heard it here first. Yeah, I'll get to Googling. Get to Googling on there, okay? And listen to those podcasts. They're amazing. But today we got Percy. And Percy says, hey, Lacey, big fan of the pod. Okay, parasocial time over. Wow, Percy, you made that quick. You wanted it in the top. Love that for us. So important context for this story. I live in Atlanta, Georgia, and we have our Senate runoff election on December 6th between Raphael Warnock and Herschel Walker. The story happened to my neighbor. So by the time this airs, we will be out of that runoff. Please, God, please, God, please, God, please, please don't, please don't do Herschel to us. Please don't do that to us. I'm on my knees begging you, please. Okay. If you don't know who Herschel Walker is, he is an ex football player who um, is running <laughs> for the Senate and he's running with the Republican Party. He is a black man, allegedly. And um, he is not the brightest ball. I don't, I don't even know if we can call him a bulb. He's not the brightest candle in the light bulb box. <laughs> um, he's like, he's like as bright as a candle, but you have no matches. Mm, yes. And so, so bright. it's just a, as bright as a wick could be just a raw wick, with no fire. And he absolutely should not be in government. And he unfortunately got very close in the votes, uh, with Raphael Warnock, who is a sane human being. Um, and so now they're doing a runoff in Georgia. You have any thoughts about that area? There's so much that hurts about like <laughs> having to turn on the news and just watch Herschel Walker speak. If I'm just being straight up with you. Like I am a person, I like I love blackness. I love being black. You okay. there's nothing anybody can take away from that for me personally. But I went for all of us. <laughs> and Ooh. like when when he gets up to give a speech because like it just doesn't help anyone to your point y'all google herschel walker speeches and when i tell you like you won't believe that these aren't scripted by snl or by the greatest like comedians of our time he did one speech where he was talking about i was uh, watching a movie the other night and no uh, i wish i was this was a bad impression but it's not it's not that's the thing and uh so I was watching this movie, y'all. I was watching this movie, y'all, and it was about vampires. Y'all know vampires are, they, they real bad. They tough. You know, they, they, some, they some crazy dudes. And did y'all know that a werewolf could beat a vampire? Like, I didn't even know that. I used to think I want to be a vampire. But now I'm like, I think I want to be a werewolf. He does this whole long tangent about, and it's like, this is a speech. Like, he's on behind a podium talking to people, campaigning. And, and ties it all up with like we're the werewolves and and we gotta fight. It was it was so convoluted that my head hurt, and I was like, "Am I dumber for watching this?" Yes. Yeah, actually, he took away my brain cells, and that's why I hope the the runoff goes the way that it needs to go. Because like, I just don't. I I want to watch the news and feel enriched. You know, is that <laughs> is that too much to ask? Yes. Like, damn. Clearly. <laughs> the news is for pain. Okay. It always was, but now they like sensationalize it. They're like, guess what? Bees, the Senate is uh in the draw. Like, you know what I mean? Like now it's like, oh, Capital Gr 
free hoe and get into it, bitches. Like, now they're just trying to, like, get as many clicks as possible. But the news was always like, what household product that's going to kill you tonight? More at 11. Y'all not going to tell me right now in the commercial? They're like, no, tune in. Or you're going to die. Like, that was always the news. But now it's like, tune in, how we going up on the news tonight? Don Lemon and Anderson Cooper getting drunk on Friday night. Like, what's happening? As they talk us through the apocalypse. Like... <laughs> We're doing a TikTok about climate change. More to let. Like, what? Authenticity. You know, you gotta gotta throw that on there. (laughs) Right. So, uh, Percy says that this runoff is happening. And this story happened to Percy's neighbor. As I said, snitch on your friends and family. Also, snitch on your neighbors. We love that. Get a cup of sugar. Also, tell on them. (laughs) Great. (laughs) So, she and her old man, her words, not mine, you know, it'd be like my old man, my ball and chain, cute. Okay, so we got an age area here. Oh, yourself. <laughs> right, because nowadays the young girl is called their significant other like, oh, my bitch. <laughs> or even, hell, if you want to get respectable, partner. Partner, yeah. Oh, if you're respectable, partner. Yes, I do say partner. But, you know, but the, the older generation, my ball and chain, my old maid, you know. <laughs> old lady, I think it was her. My, my lack of key, my jail sentence. <laughs> So um, her and her old man were leaving Publix, very Atlanta, when a guy approached her. She thought it was a panhandler and was about to give him money. Okay, she's sweet. She was about to give him money. But he was standing next to a digital pickup truck with a billboard on it. So we have a photo of that, Eric. We're going to show it. We'll drop it on the podcast as well. So this is the digital pickup truck right here. Oh, my God. So it's like a Ford... I want to say F-150, but uh, 800, whatever. You in know that, the big pickup In that truck. vein. Yeah, a in number truck. <laughs> and on the back of it, so it's not even like one of those billboard buses or something like that. This is somebody who has just put a billboard in the back of their truck. <laughs> it doesn't even look like there's no straps. There's not a, no. like, you don't see an ex- like some sort of cord situation. You can't go more than 30 miles an hour. This is flying to the car behind them. I would never drive by this person. That's why they're smart. They put the things on the side because they know everybody coming from behind is like, let me get out of the damn way. They're about to cuss the driver out so they can look at the sign. That was good marketing. You're right. Because they're like, you're going to have to drive past me and be like, what the hell? And then you're going to read the sign. And that's smart. I mean, one of my friends, Elle Wood, she had posted, this is years ago when I actually looked at Facebook, about how we have to really get off our phones when we're driving. And in LA, it's bad. I see people fully operating the motor vehicle face down, fully texting and typing. I'm like, bro, you got to look up a little bit. Can you give me some eye dodges or at least text at the red light like come on now but i was on the freeway and i remember her saying that because i was like looking at an email but i wasn't like looking looking but i was like let me put my phone completely down nothing is worth my life putting the phone down and as soon as i put that phone down and i started just like because when you're on the road you have to look at how other people are driving you don't know if they swear you don't know what they're doing i looked up and i was behind a truck similar to this only on the back of it it just had windows like window panes like not strapped down. When I tell you, as soon as I switched lanes, those windows started flying off the back of this truck into traffic. I believe that in LA, I've been here for maybe five months, and the the just oh, the fresh the uh, lack of concern for any <laughs> sort of self safety or the safety of others in getting from point A to point B is fascinating. I absolutely believe that. I absolutely believe it. Right. That people are driving around with loose windows? Yeah, and glass. They might as well just be somebody in the back just throwing glass. Throwing it everywhere. I know we drive crazy, but loose windows? It's Loose much. windows. People are wild. But so the, this is the truck that uh, Homeboy is standing next to when he approaches the neighbor and her old man. So this... 
person pulls up and he told her he would give her $100 in cash if she said that she was voting for Herschel Walker. Of course, bribing people with money to vote for your candidate or register to vote is hella illegal, but she joked that it would take a lot more cash than that for her to vote for Herschel Walker. The guy said, how much more? And as for her ID, she pretended to have just remembered that she left something in the store and walked away. But by that time, she came back. But by the time she came back out, he and his truck were gone. On to the next spot. Wow. Yes. And I love that she fully committed to walking back in the store just to get out of the conversation. She was like, I left something actually in the whole building. Uh, excuse me. I got to go. And then waited him out in there. And then came out. That's conflict avoided for you. Also, it's just what I miss about the South. Folks will go out of their way not to, like, be impolite. It is, like, it's fascinating. It's one of the nice parts. Now, mind you, the the racism can also come with a politeness, too. That is yes. a little bit weird. But in situations like this, it's just, you know, you, you just it's nice to see somebody go the extra mile in, in one situation, one scenario. Right. It was, it was very kind because... These days, I'd be like, no, or I don't have cash, or you're not like English. Like, I would have just sped by. I would sometimes I just act like I like I can't hear the person. I avoid eye contact and I walk really fast. Like, I'm definitely not gonna run my, back into the store and then wait as the closing doors open and close, and I'm just standing there. Do you think like, they walk down an aisle? Like, did they pick an aisle to go down? Like, I right, like let me give it two aisles, cereal and soup, and then I know they'll be gone. They'll be gone. They like walked out. <laughs> right. Let me go see. You know what? I could use a rotisserie chicken. Public Zoo had a good chicken. Uh, maybe I'll get one of those while I'm in here. Like, it, yeah, this the commitment to avoiding conflict here is pair is like amazing because she started out like, oh, it's a it's somebody who needs money. I'm gonna just give it to him and go. And then when she waited for the whole speech about the voter fraud, then she ran her ass back into the store. Now I thought she was with your old man. He could step in and be like, we we gotta go. Like, oh, we gotta be somewhere. I'm eight minutes yeah. late for brunch. You know, like I need, <laughs> I need to get there. I only have fifteen minutes. Like, come and on. It's never a lie to say you gotta be somewhere because you do have to be somewhere always. As long as you're alive, you gotta be somewhere. I have an appointment with home every day. I love it. Exactly. I never miss it. Never miss it. Always on time. And sometimes, like, if I don't want to do something, I'm like, yeah, I'm busy. It might be I'm busy on my couch watching reruns of Scandal. What? That's me being busy doing what I want to do. Okay, you don't have to explain. So. <laughs> This all happens. She runs into the store and hides. Love that for her. So she's new to the area and I guess felt like a little voter fraud was to be expected for Georgia, which is harsh, but fair. It's not harsh. It's actually very extremely accurate. I lived in Georgia the first time that Stacey Abrams ran and I could not vote, but we block walked and we like tried to do everything we could to support while we were working there. And I heard stories firsthand from people who were like, yeah, I went to the school to vote and there was only one voting machine and it didn't have a cord. Like, that's voter fraud. How <laughs> y'all gonna bring the machine and be like, oh, damn, we, anybody got a, like, an iPhone charger? Anybody got a voting booth charger? Anybody? Anybody in line? Well, that's how, <laughs> and, and, and then they use that to say that there was fraud. Well, somebody did have a charger, and it was hooked up to the internet. So we can't trust it. You can't trust it. Like, oh, no, you know, like, we had to fix something. Uh, it's, it's like, I can't, that's also one of the reasons why I'm, I'm sad. I'm happy I'm not, not in the South anymore. I'm from Memphis, Tennessee, and I have I'm to go. I'm from Dallas. Ten you Tennessee know. is another big one on the voter fraud Ooh. and voter suppression. Oh, sorry, Ooh. more so voter suppression uh, train. Uh, the gerrymandering in Texas, please. Let's talk about it, okay? Because they're the drawing shapes, okay? W what's his name? The Afro man um, who makes the trees, uh, who are used to? The Afro man who makes it? You... <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know what this is, but the description is it's exact. It's 100 percent You know what I'm talking about. What is his name? Y'all help me out in the chat. But but whoever he is, like, they ain't got shit on the Republicans gerrymandering Texas because they are doing art over there to keep that voter suppression popping. Okay, but anyway, so she's new to the area. She felt like a little voter fraud was to be expected, which she didn't have the wherewithal to take a picture of him in his truck. Percy says, before you ask, how difficult it would be to identify a truck? It was a huge digital billboard in the bed, which they sent a picture to us. And it's pretty common in Atlanta. You see them all the time on I-285 advertising people's sound clouds while you're in traffic. And I love that for them. Bob Ross is the Afro painting man. <laughs> when th- For some reason, when you said Afro and man, I'm connecting <laughs> them. And I'm like, like I'm hearing because I got high in the back of my head. I'm like, these are very different people, Afro Man and Bob Ross. Oh, my goodness. Or are they? Are they? Are they? Mm. <laughs> what if they were the same guy? Both of them Never die know. mysteriously, they say. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Misinfo. So, and when I asked, this is Percy asking, why she didn't just do what I would have done, which is take the money and then vote for Raphael Warnock because what happens in the voting booth is my business. She said she thinks he was asking for IDs to check up on people who actually voted for Herschel Walker after taking his money. But someone brought up the possibility to her that the cash was probably counterfeit and he wanted to see people's IDs so he could see their addresses and case their houses for robbery. Ooh. Wow, that took a turn. I, I don't know, like for for a long time I thought we were really just sitting in voter fraud. <laughs> you know, we got yeah. to get in the lick. Like I was like, oh shit. There's always a twist. There's always a twist, which is why I love it. A uh, person says she reported it as much as I can remember to the voter protection hotlines and was considering giving a tip to the state election office and the FBI. I just found it funny that the call was coming from inside the house with regards to Republican voter fraud, and they're not sending their best. They are not sending their best. And also, how are you gonna give me fake money, probably, and then or real money because that's a down payment on you robbing my house? Because I bet you they're looking for like people who look nice, who look like they have a, a two car garage. You you know, it's giving two car and maybe a little corruption. And they're like, oh, we know they got some uh, LGTVs up in there that we can live right off the wall. I think my frustration with the whole situation is like you like most people who commit crimes, who commit like whole ass crimes, do not get follow up information like in the process to go and check up just to make sure the whole <laughs> crime was committed. You are going to get an address to follow up with somebody to potentially see if they committed a whole ass crime that you paid them to do with another crime money. Listen, you got to make sure the crime went through, okay? Because otherwise, why are you paying the money? Like, I would have been, the crime has to clear, okay? It, it takes, you know, two to three business weeks, and but we will make sure that the crime clears. You know, he could have been up in the line or, you know, in the, wherever the voting, you know, the polling place, you know, like over people's shoulders, like, don't forget about that $100. He's checking, <laughs> checking the voter rolls. It's, it still says processing, fam. You need to huh? You need to do your duty. Yeah, take a picture after you vote. Because you can do that. You can take a picture. Look, we saw Katy Perry do it when she voted for Rick Caruso. So we know you can take a picture at the polls. He's like, send me that screenshot that you, that it went through. I want people to do better. I, I mean, I don't I don't want people to vote fraud better. I'm just going to be straight up with that. Especially because it, it usually always is the Republicans, just to be honest about that. But I also just want crime yeah. committing people to be better. Because this, I'm a square. You know what I'm saying? Like, my, my shirt is tucked in right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm wearing <laughs> I can't a side. even see the bottom. You can't. It don't, it, I, trust me. It is. My, you know, my shoes barely touch my, uh, my pants barely touch my sneakers. There's no stack going on. I'm a square. 
Okay. And I know that you don't collect evidence for your own crimes. That's not something you should do. I mean, you do if, if you're running a different, a whole different grift, which seems like that might have been the case here. Yes. My, I'm curious if it actually was the home invasion aspect of it, because I have heard uh, California gets a bad rap for the home invasions. But I've heard like, hey, they don't play in Atlanta. <laughs> they, oh, no. they will come up inside your crib. They will pull up, pull up on you. OK, that's a part of the taxes. <laughs> That's, that seems very involved. There's a lot of, it's still a lot of steps for the home invasion. Like, we didn't just case a neighborhood. Like, you at the Publix, standing out front, you know, as if you're selling candy bars before you uh, rob people. For the football team. They said, show us your ID, too, so we can uh, mail the candy bars to your house. What kind of house you got? <laughs> we talking gated community? No, it, we just need to know this to sell the candy bars. That's all, because they got to get through the gate. You know what I'm saying. When I win my bike, I want to ride over and tell you thank you. <laughs> It's like, you're always fundraising for the bike. You know, if I sell 15 candy bars. (laughs) No, you got to sell like 20,000 for the bike. It's that in the jerseys. And I've never seen the jerseys. I've never seen a a solitary jersey. Uh, But they out here and I'm not mad at it. But guys, we're going to take one more quick break for non-scam advertisements. And we'll be right back with historic hoodwings. Robbery and fraud. And we are back. And it's time for a very juicy historic hoodwinks. This one intersects with pop culture. If you know anything about Eric Edmondson's work, which I'm sure a lot of y'all are familiar, okay? Because he'd be out here working on the things and on the jobs and on the podcast. He knows a lot about pop culture. And this is one that y'all have been pressed about for a minute in my DMs, sending the ravens to my house. And we're going to do it. We're going to do it. Recently, singer... And former Kim Kardashian boyfriend, Ray J, <laughs> came out with his ver- own version of the events surrounding the release of their joint sex tape 20 years ago. Can you believe it's been 20 years? Wild. Like, I feel very old, but I also am upset that I am still as versed in this story today, 20 years later, as I was when the shit first just happened. So I was a kid when it first dropped. So I heard the whisperings, but I wasn't as familiar because I wasn't on the sites, you know, uh, where these things were being distributed. But Ray J claims that the Kardashian Jenner version of events is actually far from the truth. Now, I did see this live on Twitter. Uh, I caught pieces of it, which was very hilarious. Ray- Ray J is a natural comedian. At one, like the Wi-Fi was dropping out. He had his friend operating the slideshow, but his friend didn't know how to use the projector. And so things were popping up. He was exposing real people's phone numbers because he didn't know how to cover them up in the screenshots. At one point, there was a fly in his room, in the media room. And he was like, oh, no, Christian, she's sending everything at me. And there was the fly. You could just picture the the best verses you've ever watched. And this is yes. what the, the production quality was like. <laughs> it's basically the like three, six bone thugs verses was yes. how Ray J was presenting it. Or my favorite, uh, what was it? Teddy Riley, Teddy with the horrible Wi-Fi Riley. That versus was just impeccable. Uh, he really tried to do too much. And it was, I miss when versus was just that. I didn't like when it turns into concerts and, and was sponsored by every major brand. And they had to like pop Doritos in between songs. Like, I, 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 
I like the purity of it just being on Instagram and having to automatically shut off and having the worst Wi-Fi you've ever seen with the least capable people of operating it. It's when everybody's like nephew came out. You got to see who's who, like which artist had the nephew that knows how to work the computer. Mm-hmm. Scoot over, scoot over, unk, scoot over, unk. <laughs> a lot of scoot over. Unk. <laughs> I got you, old head. I got you, OG. <laughs> I got you, OG. <laughs> a lot of that. So at one point in time, Kim Kardashian's biggest claim to fame was that her father was the late Robert Kardashian, noted attorney of OJ Simpson and best friend of Paris Hilton. She was the best friend of Paris Hilton, not her father. But these were like the things that made her famous. Uh, This changed when a sex tape starring her and the singer Ray J was leaked by adult entertainment company Vivid Entertainment. The couple had dated from 2002 to 2006 and filmed their now infamous sex tape during a trip to Cabo in 2004. Now, what I will say here, I do want to make a disclaimer. Sex work is work. And I think that Kim K, despite... All the things you can say about her politics or, you know, how she wears her skin and and how she gets her influence from those of us born with that skin and monetizes it more than we could ever do. I will say the one thing that I don't like shade her for is this tape. Like people have sex, people be naked, like who gives a shit? And like people like to put that as an asterisk on her career. And I'm like, there's so many other things that are real asterisks like her having some sex like most of us do. Not one of them. Yeah, I so, mean, in general, I think it was the first kind of demonstration of clear business acumen uh, yeah. that she would continue to demonstrate <laughs> uh, <laughs> further in her career. Her and Chris, like, they went off from the jump. They did, and did. And also, it's nice to see women making money off of, I, I don't want to say exploitation, because, like, I know that's how it was framed, and we'll get into that, and maybe that's true, and maybe it's not. But I will say, like, it's nice to see a woman, like, something leaked sexually and instead of her being penalized for it and not being able to work again or you know what they did to Pamela Anderson which was so fucked up you know you see her thriving which as she should be able to yeah I mean this isn't that far like if you think about literally 20 years 20 years ago this isn't that far removed from you know even like Paris Hilton's sex tape or like you know some of those other things and that shit didn't always work out great. It wasn't, it, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't cool at the time, um, at least for, especially for the people who didn't, you know, actually choose that situation. And now people are choosing it and they're like, let me, <laughs> let's get these streaming numbers up. Y'all drop the tape. Like <laughs> Production value, you know, like, hey, yes. what, what, Mimi was like swinging from the rafters or something. Like- yeah, shower rocked, which, which turned into a whole phenomenon on Twitter where, you know, the sale of Whatever shower rod, that sturdy shower rod, that you know, send it through the roof. I mean, clearly <laughs> that she's a she's a buff woman. She's very athletic. I, I, very I, athletic. I am proud that <laughs> she had a shower curtain that like reflected who she actually was. You know, she needed yes. a stronger one. Because I lean on mine is coming down, so you can do pull ups on yours. Like that's that's double. I can know? only put a linen cloth. You know, that- <laughs> and that's all it can hold. Okay, and I have to open it very delicately when I get in and out of the shower. But this this was industrial. So the footage didn't uh, become public until 2007 when rumors started floating around about footage obtained by Vivid Entertainment, an adult entertainment company. It, are they sponsored the show? We got to say all of that. So Kim Kardashian's then lawyer, Stephen Kurtz, filed a lawsuit against Vivid in an attempt to prevent the video's release, which didn't work. The two parties ultimately settled out of court and Kim was paid $5 million. Now, Ray J is saying that the story surrounding the leak was fabricated by Kim and her mother, who not only lied, but badmouthed uh, him during subsequent events that led to the rise of the Kardashian empire. So what's coming to light 20 years later? This year, 
the Kardashian family premiered a new show, The Kardashians, a reality TV show following their 20 season run on their previous reality show, Keeping Up with Kardashians. So The Kardashians is on Hulu. Um, and this is their new show. They've gone to a new network. They changed the name just a little bit, just enough so legally. It's the same show with Gloss. It's like it's a little yeah. more like it's not it's not a reality show. It's a docu series, you know. Right. It's propaganda for all their brands. It's like this. Oh my God, we're going to the skim shoot, and it's drama. Also, the link for skims is right underneath here on Hulu. Just click on that, and you can buy automatically. It's synergy. It's synergy to the max. So in the series premiere, which premiered April of 2022, Kim Kardashian's six-year-old son, St. West, found a link on the internet to unseen footage of the sex tape she shot with her then-boyfriend, Ray J, in 2003. And I saw this episode uh, for research, and <laughs> he he comes in saying that he saw an ad on Roblox, uh, which is a very popular kid gaming service. And it was saying, there's more tape, and, you know, Kim is appalled, and of course the cameras happened to be rolling and caught this completely organic moment on camera okay i saw that i believe that with quotation marks <laughs> yes in an episode filmed in october 2021 premiering a couple episodes after one of season one kanye west flew to la from new york to retrieve the hard drive of the unseen tape saying he even met with ray j himself in April of 2022, social media drama occurred when Ray J commit, uh, commented on an Instagram clip of the episode posted by a celebrity gossip account, Hollywood Unlocked, which if you don't know what Hollywood Unlocked is, that's a, a hilarious, um, and I'm not saying hilarious by the content, I'm saying hilarious by like execution, execution, <laughs> Hollywood blog. And I will say one time I did try to scam Jason Lee, I was at a party and, and I saw his name on the list and I was like, oh yeah, we're here with Jason Lee. And he happened to be behind me. Oh my God. That and he sounds about right. was like, I don't know her. <laughs> I still got into the party, but I deserve that. I deserve, because all the things he's done, Beyonce, like I... You gotta watch out. He got. He might have the firm come after you. Oh, please. He didn't know who I was at the time. And I definitely still got into that party, but that execution didn't work because he was behind me and I guess I didn't know what he looked like so that was hilarious but um Hollywood Unlocked is his blog and they were the first people to announce that Queen Elizabeth died now they did it several months before she actually died but they were the first <laughs> they knew it was coming and nobody else did you know <laughs> journalism journalism okay they predicted it y'all can't say that they didn't predict it okay because they were first <laughs> So um, he commented on the Hollywood Unlocked blog, Ray J. The comment that started the discourse said, all of this is a lie, shaking my head. Can't let them do this to me anymore. So untrue. In an exclusive interview with the Daily Mail, Ray J said, not only did the meeting with the Con with Kanye West not happen in the way that it was depicted on the show, but the whole story surrounding the sex tape was mostly fabricated. In May of 2022, Ray J said, I've sat in the shadows for over 14 years, allowing the Kardashians to use my name, to abuse my name, to make billions of dollars over a decade and a half talking about a topic I've never really spoken about. At this point, I'm actually with Ray J. You know what I'm saying? Like, if he has a point. But the way he's selling it, like, I, like this is supposed to be some activism. Like, we're supposed to go outside with some picket signs. I So here's the thing. I You have to understand, I regard Ray J as a special type of like gesture. I actually see him as it's very similar to Kim where everything is a bit. 
So like, even when I hear Ray J, like I have been, I have, there's a travesty has occurred. I have been wronged, you know, like, oh my God, me, black man in America. The most disrespected man is the Ray J. The most unprotected man is the Ray J. <laughs> I feel like what I heard was, okay, so now y'all want to, y'all want to slander my name a little bit more than I would prefer. And I don't know if they about to rebook me on Love and Hip Hop Miami. Right. I got to come for you. I'm not getting a check. Yeah, he's not getting a check from this. Even though he was down when he made that song, I hit it first, you know. Was not complaining. (laughs) Okay, not complaining. Was trying to get his checks off of it as well. But he's like, enough. They're making way more money than me. (laughs) Now I'm victimized. I do. So the thing I do will say, though, is I do think it's interesting for as much like Kim gets a lot of stuff about like, as you mentioned, just about the sex tape and like being like talentless. And, you know, I'm not I'm, I don't have a dog in that fight. But I do think it is interesting how much their careers have been along the same path. But like Kim gets a lot more respect than Ray J does because Ray J has been on love and hip-hop for us and Zeus, <laughs> and Zeus Network you know he's been for the love Zeus. of Ray J as opposed yes. to like you know these other shows with his name but they're very similar yep a lot of reality TV hers is just it they paint it up cuter you know it's got it's got better filters it's got better camera work the lighting's better but it's essentially the same shit yeah love and hip-hop with a tracking shot you know exactly okay because when when Ray J was on love and hip-hop he was doing synergy too he was selling them scooty bikes and those uh, Ray J earbuds and the, and the Raycons. The glasses you know? that couldn't be broken. That were yes. breakable. <laughs> like, much like the shower rod that Mimi sold. I'm loving him. <laughs> he had the unbreakable glasses. So he was monetizing it to a certain extent, just not to, you know, the extent that the Kardashians have been able to monetize their brand. So he didn't completely elaborate until after James Corden's late night show aired a lie detector segment. And this was recent as well. And we have a video of that. We're going to play just a little 10 second clip of that. And we'll put this on the Instagram. Did you help Kim release her sex tape? <laughs> No, no. I heard through the grapevine, because lie detector tests are not an accurate uh, form of getting information, which is why they're not used in court or anywhere else, really. But I heard that you could maybe, like, pay a little bit to, like, make sure it says what you need it to say. Like, they give you the thumbs up when you need the thumbs up. Also, do we really just think, like, James Corden is, like, correctly interpreting these, you know, these results passed along to him? Like, no. you you saw her smile. She knew what question was coming. I'm sorry. Of course. You get pre-interview. You know what questions are coming when you go on a talk show. You get a pre-interview. And someone as powerful of a media mogul as Chris, someone who is, no one's spinning Harder than Chris. The whole the Harlem Globetrotters could never, okay? Nobody's spinning as hard as Chris Jenner in the business, okay? So, yeah, she definitely knew. And this episode aired in September of 2022, so recently. Okay, I didn't see that. So, this was the straw that broke the camel's BBL for Ray J, okay? He was like, I'm done. I'm fed up. So, shortly after, Ray J went live on Instagram where he shared texts messages, and his own account of some of the events that occurred. Ray J alleges that when the tape was released, his career suffered because the Kardashians used the leak to support rumors that he was a bad person. Even as recently as the first episode of the Kardashians, Kim said regarding additional tapes, in quotes, what if I was fucking sleeping and he stuck a dildo up my ass? Like, I don't know. Uh, In regards to like the unreleased footage. 
So obviously, I I know that she was like joking, but the insinuation of assault is definitely something that is disparaging to someone's character. Like extremely and even like and look ray j ray j being some shit like ray j is not known for being just like you know an amazing guy did he push his wife in a pool once on loving hip hop yes he absolutely did i mean let alone like when he called it to the breakfast club and his like fabulous rant like ray j ray j got some some dark stuff in the past but an assault is a big deal like that's not that's not some shit to play with no because you're jeopardizing like potentially someone's like freedom also their career you know whatever reputation ray j has like i i can understand that being something that he was upset about ray j also went into detail about his meetup with kanye and that the sex tape that kim said kanye successfully retrieved wasn't explicit footage at all so it's just like b-sides like they they had the cabana <laughs> order pina coladas and shit he was like there's, there's no sex in this this is just a part of the tape it was 2007, so it was like the the DVD extras of the <laughs> sex tape. They had to shoot the menus. They had the really fancy menus back then. Yes, they did on the DVDs where you could see the little outtakes. Yeah, this was just blooper reels, but not sexual bloopers. <laughs> just fun in the sun, according to Ray J. So also according to Ray J, it was actually a hard drive of photos, texts, and messages he thought could possibly be seen in a negative light that he was sharing to make peace between himself and the family. Ray J also claimed that Chris Jenner was the actual orchestrator of not only the sex tape's leak, but its filming, and that she flipped the narrative. Allegedly, the contract for the release of the films was organized by Chris and was signed before they even filmed it. The alleged contract showed and called for these videos, uh, Cabo Intro, Cabo Sex, and Santa Barbara Sex. Did I just, look, we, I, I work in audio, and we talk a lot about naming conventions. And I just think that they could have came up with some better names for this. Like, oh, my God. Like, look at how they, like, legit just wrote it out. Tape one. Tape. Tape. Look, they were getting to the point. You want, you want to brand it? Cabo Canoodling. <laughs> <laughs> Something. I mean, you, I mean, that's what the hell. It, just being straight up, that's what the tape needed. It needed a little more, like, production value. So, like, I, I, I guess Chris hadn't quite gotten to this part. But it's supposed to intimate though it's supposed to seem like it's bad and shaky camera work because that's what's telling you that it was like them doing it for real and it wasn't like produced i mean i guess that's also just the t like the time aspect it's been 20 mm -hmm. years i don't think anybody wants their sex tape like even, even if it is for personal personal use to have the, that quality like apple is giving us the cinematic camera now the shit yeah. don't have to wobble no more. And people do not appreciate that. When you see videos on Twitter of fights or, or of, you know, people exposing a situation, sometimes when you go in the comments, they'll be like, why is the cameraman talking so much? We can't hear the audio. Or why is his hand shaking so much? He moving too much. Like they're criticizing the quality of this like impromptu video. So people do, they want, they want the 4K. You should have zoomed in a little more on the cop. So we could read that. <laughs> you know, like, I wanted to see the badge number. You know, it's like, come on, fam. Right. Yes, this is too much. So although only one tape was released, Ray J said that Kim held on to the other videos till today. Ray J even claimed that Chris watched the tape and made for the former couple reshoot a video, which was then released because it gives my daughter a better look, in quotes. That was the detail that this is all alleged. This is just what Ray J is saying. We are, we're we're never going to be there. We're never going to be able to confirm these things. But that detail really shook me to my core because I was like, I just can't imagine 
my and my mom like she gives me advice on my entertainment career like she's definitely like invested i can never imagine her being like okay well we need to cut here at the fellatio and then come back at the back shot like what that would be she would never like my mom would never and also just like i for where it's worth like we don't know if this is true, but I I believe some part of it because even when like when the Playboy shoot happened, like I feel like Kim did a some sort of nude shoot on the Kardashians. Her mom was like convincing her. Yeah, it was like encouraging her to do it. Like I that is kind of f- like fascinating the amount of like detachment she could have kind of from like this person. I have two kids, right? Like I support them. I want them to do whatever they want. I have two girls, two awesome girls. I want them to grow up, do whatever they want. But I don't need to be involved in all of it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I, yeah. I'm dad. I could just be back here. You want to grill? Come home. I got you. You know what I'm saying? You want to come do laundry? I got you. You need notes on your sex tape? You need to find somebody <laughs> else. I'm not. Daddy not doing. <laughs> daddy not doing that. Daddy not doing that. I'm sorry. And I will say. My part of my brain is like, okay, if your kid gets in modeling, like there are times on the runway where it's, it's sheer and you're going to see the whole body and whatnot. If you are supporting your kids and, and we don't condemn sex work. So like if, if it's work, it's just like they go to the accountant firm and maybe you were an accountant and you're like, oh, well, this is what I would do if I was in this kind of audit or whatever. Like it is supporting your kids and their business endeavors um i i still hold firm to ultimately you you might want to keep family and the business a little separate because the the way it's working out is the shit ain't right some okay but think about this though if they kept family and business separate chris chris built all of that from the ground up and she did a monetarily wise, she did an excellent job. They all have mansions that are palatial. They all booked and busy. And, you know, they give a little uh, charity to Rob and they're doing great. He's got socks. Never mind. He got socks. He got socks. You know, so. I mean, I hear you. I Look, I don't have a quarter of a quarter of their right, wealth. Right. Uh, and so shout out to Chris because she does have the cheat codes. But it's just some, I don't know. It just, it doesn't feel. <laughs> A little wrong. <laughs> feel a little some quite ain't right, you know. I don't know that I would take the money to have my mom want to give notes on my sex tape. You know what I'm saying? No. Like, I don't think I don't think I'm. I think I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I'll find another way. I'll find another way to make monies. So, Kim Kardashian superstar made it made like 1.4 million dollars in revenue in its first six weeks and over 1.25 million of that was in dvd sales this was back when hard copies were the move okay blow off that disc and pop it in that blu-ray so ray Ray j said that their initial deal that he and kim was that they would receive four hundred thousand dollars plus 12.5 percent of the profits they both continue to profit from the tape to this day making around three hundred sixty thousand dollars per year if not more the kardashians have yet to publicly respond to ray j so interesting detail i've heard until this point funny enough i so I, I, again i'm not a ray, ray j expert but i've done I've, I've been here for a long time i watch a lot of lot of vh1 just i you know hell i'm sorry y'all but someone's got to do the research somebody's got to do the work and damn it it was me and so my understanding was that initially kim took a lump sum and Ray J took the percentage of profits ongoing because a lot of people they okay, were saying just like, not checkers. Before, okay, hey, you know they were saying before the he said I want equity before this year 
you know, folks were like, Ray J, they, people were saying Ray J might have made more from the tape than Kim did ultimately, which obviously Kim made her dough. But, you know, just saying. I mean, and, and look, that's not how their kind of scammy history even began. Because if you want to go back, and I don't know how many people know this, but Brandy was also associated with Kardashians. This was also not the last time that the Kardashians engaged in fraud with Ray J's family, allegedly, right? In 2004, Kim Kardashian was working as a singer, Brandy, and Ray J's sister, her, her stylist. Now, I don't like describing uh, Brandy as Ray J's sister ever, but in this context, I know that's why they're doing it. Yes, yes. But Brandy is, it's Brandy, y'all. Yes, okay. Brandy, <laughs> Ray J is Brandy's brother. <laughs> Always. And I like I liked Ray J for a long time and he is Brandy's brother. He's always gonna be Brandy's brother. She brought him into every like finance everything she had going on. You know, she brought him on to Moesha. Frank claimed him. Frank Mitchell claimed Mm -hmm. him for Brandy. For Brandy. Okay. She she helped him with his singing, which he deeply disappointed her in that versus because she was sitting in the corner like, wow, all these notes are just on the ground. Somebody get a mop. Sweep up all these till my baby's born. If you've not seen that versus, and then he tried to blame his baby on why he sounded bad because he was like, "I was holding my baby, that's why I couldn't hit no notes." Ray J ain't hit a note. It's it's been a minute. It's it's this. He had troubles before that moment. If, if you're a note, if you're anywhere on the treble, you know, or the <laughs> on any scale, you are safe when it comes to Ray J because he ain't never gonna hit you. <laughs> he ain't never gonna hit you. <laughs> but so at the time. In 2004, Kim Kardashian was working for Brandy um, as a personal assistant. In 2008, Sonya Norwood, who is Brandy's mother, artist, producer, and mother of Brandy and Ray J, filed a lawsuit against the family for credit card abuse while they were employed by Brandy. She had allegedly authorized Kim to only make one purchase on the family's Amex card in 2004. But she accused Kim of making purchases in 2006 and 2007, as well as giving the card to her siblings. Running it up! On these hard-working black people. This is fascinating. I ain't never heard this. This is some good shit. Oh, we need oh. to talk about this more. I feel like we need to put this... Has, has Twitter gotten this information? Oh, yes. It's, it's as quiet as it's kept. The girls know that, you know, like we said, Kim Kardashian's made a lot of money off black women. And, and she's been doing it for a long time. Longer than we know. Yes, from the job. She said, oh, this is how I win. <laughs> shit, this makes... Honestly, it makes, it makes me mad. Because, like, she also, she lives to antagonize, I think, black folks just a little bit. Just, a, you know, just loves it just a little bit. Because she knows that we're going to boost the algorithm for her. Because, And I'm telling y'all, please stop dunking on these celebrities because that's what they want. Even the hate stuff is furthering their brand, furthering their reach, you know, getting them to the eyes of people who don't care about your black ass opinions, but are more interested in what these white folks are doing with our likeness and our bodies. And you're making it easier for them to find. So don't dunk on these people because you're just helping. Exactly. It is. She is, especially since she's now in her like divestment from black folks era or from blackness era. Oh, yeah. She's trying to white again. She's like very thin. They all got a little reduction in the booty and they're white again. They're dating white people again. And they're like, okay, enough of that. The blacks are out. (laughs) You heard it here first. No longer in vogue. When the Kardashian reparations happen, I want Sonya Norwood to get her justice. I want her to get her coins back. Has she gotten her coins back? The alleged amount purchased by uh, the Kardashians totaled over $120,000. And some of the purchases were stopped for Dash and Smooth, two of the Kardashians' own clothing stores. So they were using these, they were, 
<laughs> Yo, allegedly, I'm going to just preface this with allegedly. Allegedly, they were like, y'all going to invest in our company now. I bet Chris was in on it. I Like this, it sounds sophisticated. You know, it sounds it like does. you got, you have to hide some receipts somewhere. Anytime you have multiple, it's not just, she didn't just steal no money. She didn't just hit the, you know, she didn't just hit like the, the, uh. She invested she, on the list. They weren't just buying shoes and purses and flexing and going to the club and going to dinner. They, they yeah, they, they embezzled. That's, that's a, that's a big. Embezzled. That's like trying to say embezzled. Embezzled. But I've, I've read a couple of things. That's a big one. <laughs> you know, you got to be careful with that. That's wild. I'm, I learned something new today. Wow. Just a touch of the embezz. Just a touch. Okay. A smidge of embezz. So according to Sonia, when the charges were discovered, the Kardashians apologized and promised to pay the debt in full, but later reneged on that promise. So, Sonia, you should have ran straight to the courthouse. You should have ran up the courthouse steps like Rocky as soon as you saw these charges. Why would you go to them and be like, hey, can y'all give us that 120K back? And they're like, oh, yeah. As soon as Do- Dash, um, let us get through this quarter on Dash and Smooth, and then we'll reimburse you for the loan that you gave us that you didn't know that you were participating in. Are the Dash stores even still happening? They really try to make that happen for no. a long I think it was just a publicity stunt. Like, I watched in one once in Miami because I was curious and like they barely had anything there to sell. It was all just like Dash merch for tourism. But the whole thing that made them work was they would randomly appear in the stores and basically just do like meet and greets or like club appearances at the store to drive traffic in for tourists. That was the whole show. Court- it was Courtney Kim Mi- uh, Miami or, or no, yeah. no, Courtney and uh, Chloe. Yeah, take Miami. And then little did we know they were taking Brandy too. They said we take we took Brandy. Now we taking Miami. <laughs> taking credit cards you know like oh my goodness and as of april 2018 all locations have closed after 11 years of operation so the dashes have dashed man they like their scams be maturing mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like you know i, I always want to make investments that really come into maturity and make me a lot of dough that is fascinating even this even they're also ran scams the scam that like you know the feeder on their way to like much, much more corporate domination. It almost makes me think that like they listen to a lot of like rap music and they were like, hmm, the blueprint. Okay, so we start with crime, then we wash everything, then we go legit. They're like, okay, Jay-Z, we listen in. Okay, we're not gonna start with crack. Right. But... <laughs> they said, yo, he went, he made rock, he made rock aware. The S. Doc Carters were big. Now he's trying to buy a sports team. Like, he's really taking the legitimacy through the roof. Okay? Um, t- they he's following the whole blueprint. They following the, they like, they got good credit. Jay-Z was talking about that all the time. They listen to that song. They're like, let me get my credit in order. Jay not going to have me out bad. I'm listening to Sean. Exactly. And they were like, we don't have to start from the very bottom. We don't have to start from hand-to-hand drug sales you know we'll start with just grifton brandy <laughs> grifton brandy and ray j that's a hell of a start they should be proud i mean but also i hope y'all get some points back it, y'all were investors i feel like y'all should have sued and got some stock you there's know, a in dividend the business. coming somewhere like i pray it is i pray so at the time ray j and brandy requested that sonia drop the suit on account of their friendship with the kardashians so they thought it was more lucrative to stay friends with this burgeoning you know empire than it was to try to get this 120k back sony was like i want my money back and they were like mama no well i mean say, c- considering ray j might have made 20 mil or you know or just some some multiple versions of a mill uh, it might not have been that bad I, you know he seemed like the type to you know to pass a little bit back to mom because she was managing him for a long time mm-hmm. right that was, she, she was that was the, like her role in the family 
Yes, exactly. So the timing of the events has led some to speculate that the thefts were retaliation for the proceedings of the sex tape release. The matter was settled out of court in 2009. So remember, like the sex tape release, Sonia was never here for that tape. Mm. Yeah, I mean, come on. That's a, she's a black mama, and she was like, I'm not getting on board. Uh-uh. That ain't that type of publicity they want to talk about at, at church, at the Usher board meeting, mm-hmm. you know? Especially since they made Brandy's image so squeaky clean to the point where she basically had to have a baby like the Virgin Mary, where she was like, no, God touched my stomach. That's how I got pregnant. Don't, y'all don't worry about it, okay? I'm doing Cinderella. Like, <laughs> I'm Cinderella. Y'all don't, don't worry about how I had a baby. She was like, Whitney's supposed to be like, like play niece or something like that in the mm-hmm. good times, mm-hmm. in Whitney's good times. So like, yeah, they had her real squeaky clean. Mm-hmm. And then Ray J dated Whitney. Right. And oh, then right. those For, voice tapes. They were serious, too. Mm-hmm. And he released the voice messages that Kim left on his phone when she found out that he was two-timing with Whitney Houston. No, I'm not lying. Those were funny. I, those they were hilarious. Those were hilarious. I was not actually... I've been mad at Kim for a bunch of things, but that was... That was a trip. comedy. She, yeah, <laughs> she she was... Her timing was excellent right then. It uh, really was. She needs to be uh, that funny in the show, in the, in the Hulu show. They, they used to give us some some little jokes, some little jokey jokes and whatnot, whatnot over there. But no, you're absolutely right. Like, I, it's interesting to see like all the backstory and the entanglement and how long they've known each other and how all of this ties in. And so, I obviously can't confirm or deny the things that Ray J's alleging or the things that the Kardashians have alleged. But the fact that they were so intertwined and that they definitely stole money to invest in their businesses kind of leads me to like mm, he might not be lying about all of it. When Ray J did that presentation on live, he was wearing latex gloves. He goes out of his way consistently to look as ridiculous as possible. He does not care. And I think that, like, if you're going to be the person who makes a presentation on live or, like, whatever whatever we were watching (laughs) all that time, (laughs) then, like... You got to have some receipts. I don't think that's a thing you do. I don't think you look that ridiculous at times and lie. True. And he had a lot of receipts and he was coming with the screenshots. He was coming with the the hard drive. And it's like he held on to it for, you know, damage control for like 14 years. A long time. And it and really like there were a lot of opportunities to have done this at other points that probably would have netted him more like than whatever this has. I don't know actually what his goal was. I think they're too big now, the Kardashians, personally. Yeah. At this time, now he's just funneling into their empire because he's like, they're like, great, we have another episode. <laughs> they're like, we got more content for the Hulu joint now. Thank you so much, Ray J. Appreciate it. And this is not about to drive his storyline on Love and mm-hmm. Hip Hop or like, or Zeus Network, if he go do another special <laughs> or something. Like, come on. Like, Ray J., I wish you would have dropped the receipts a little bit. You should have did it like two years ago. I think he was still benefiting financially, not as much, obviously. But then once that dried up, he's like, well, I don't have any choice but to release it and try to drum up some more attention on my side. And for what it's worth, I think that's a part of why I am like, I've been disappointed in him like recently. Like he is a person who will do anything for the bit to create another storyline to get a little more attention. But like, 
And I was even kind of with him a little bit, you know, for the just the the fuckery of it all. Like when he did the presentation on live, that shit was that was that was good. I love mess. Yeah, that was Free a good condo. mess. I love mess. But like, I, I feel like it's also started to like take the turn since then in a way that like I'm like Ray J. I want to be like pull pull back, just pull just back a just bit. a little a bit, fam. You know, like his whole like I think his saddling up to Kanye. You know, and like the folks who Kanye is associating with right now, white supremacists. The clam. Yeah. Yeah. Like anti-Semitic, you know, like icons. You know, I don't think that like one, that's not about to work for Kanye. He's not going to take the Kardashians. It's already been not working. He lost a billion dollars in a day. Like blown his whole life up and him just kind of hanging around with them and like going, going to like the Candace Owens thing. Like, I just feel like he doesn't realize that he is like look the raycon global business i'm sure is some type of good i've heard he actually legit folks do be buying those earbuds mm-hmm. but that money gonna drive real quick fam you you stay out here on this kind Ky- you saw what happened to kanye you saw what happened to Kyrie. you see what happens to all these folks who are out here being stupid <laughs> for no reason and i do have a theory about Kyrie irving my theory is that he don't want to play basketball no more and <laughs> And I've been around him in the younger years, and I just never loved his vibe. He was just not very nice. But uh, I will say, like, it feels like he's like, oh, if I don't get the vaccine, I don't got to play basketball. I I hate the vaccine. (laughs) And then he's like, oh, if I say poor, if I just post some negative or lies and propaganda about, uh, you know, Jewish people uh, who have been through so much, I I now don't have to play basketball again. (laughs) just retire if you don't want to play basketball i actually want to believe that but i feel like Kyrie is a hotel oh for sure the hotel showed up outside of the brooklyn next like where they play and, and did the most embarrassing thing that i that also embarrassed me as a black person i was like i know y'all ain't out here lined up if i was doing... honest if i was a, i'm not a q i'm not greek but like if i was a q i would have been pissed because every, it was always like it's purple and gold purple and gold as far as i can see and if and, you don't know what a q is it's omega sci-fi it's a historically black fraternity and their colors are purple and gold and from afar it looks like the q's i would have been pissed if i'm i know the the black hebrew israelites to be mm. in, uh the folks who are like in the robes they like wear kind of like old school robes and like more hmm, what's the way to say that traditional garbs <laughs> That's what I'm used to. So to see them in like hoodies, like purple and gold hoodies, I was just like, huh. But no, that hotel gene is strong. And I'm in no way defending Kyrie. Like I was more making the joking bit of like, this man just don't want to play basketball. And like, and he's ignorant as hell. He's definitely one of those, like I get my information off Reddit and YouTube and then I speak it to millions of people as if it's fact. And and he's red pilling a lot of people and it's sad. Yeah, I mean, that's, and, and again, to bring it back to Ray J, that is why mm-hmm. I'm disappointed in him right now, because this ain't the way, Ray. This ain't the way, Ray. Come on now. You, Sonya taught you better than this. Stop embarrassing your mama like this. This, and, is, this is very embarrassing. Brandy be staying low, you know? She does. And I know she's like, oh, not again. And he's been doing that her whole career. She's like, oh my God, Ray J, please. Although, there have been times where I think Brandy, like, Loki loved a mess. She will pop. She, there were a few times she did not have to pop up on Love and Hip Hop, and she was there. She was in the storyline intricately. So, I mean, just you know, you got to stay relevant. 
but she's never been involved in the the stuff that has been deplorable. So, but would you want to give Ray J any power over your career? <laughs> any Ooh. any power to affect the PR? I mean, that's her little brother, though. Like it's it's hard when you got a little sibling and they they start wreaking havoc because it's still your little sibling, but. Yikes. So I'm going to donate to the GoFundMe behind the scenes. I'm going to let you <laughs> recoup our uh, credit card losses from the but sex I'm tape. I'm in it. I ain't in it. I ain't, I ain't showing up to film. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. Absolutely not. But guys, that brings us to the saddest part of the show, the end where I have to let Eric go. But before we do that, this is a long one. <laughs> Y'all enjoy Scammer of the Week. Uh, This is where we highlight a charlatan who's worthy or maybe not of our praise. We'll see. Today, we're talking about a New York City principal who not only kept her job, but was given a raise after she was convicted of car insurance fraud and demonstrated a pattern of dishonesty. So, Anita Swinton, wow, she does give principal energy. Like, she's she's definitely telling us the lineup, put a bubble in our mouth. Uh, Also, she, like, her, like, natural hair YouTube game is strong. Like, it's strong. She follows all the right channels. It looks looks moisturized, looks healthy. I'm shy. Yeah. It it might be a wig. It's giving wig at that part, but it doesn't matter because it's still late. Like, I love it. Okay? She's 43. She's a former acting principal of Port Richmond High School in Staten Island, and she was given a sweetheart deal to stay on despite criminal findings that she lost 600 Department of Education printers. I love that we were talking, I was talking about a fax machine earlier, and she done lost 600 printers. I, printers, laptops, and computers. That is, folks, folks are brazen, man. She was, she, right. What? We said steal from your job. She took some office supplies. Yeah, it's giving it's giving Janelle James on Abbott for sure. Like goodness, <laughs> that is that is what's coming season two. Like, right. so a sweetheart deal is an agreement in which one party presents another party with an offer so attractive that it's hard to turn it down. She was also found to have improperly funneled a hundred thousand dollars in school funds to a vendor while principal at her previous school. Instead of being fired, the deal was given to her as an, un- like, she got an unspecified position in the Office of Safety and Youth Development with a $187,000 salary plus benefits, which is $25,000 more than what her salary was in 2018 when she was arrested for fraud. I love this. A Black queen. We love to see people fail up. She, she must have been a good principal. She w- clearly understands the economics of the education industry. Like, goodness, she knew where to pull from. Invaluable, especially in Staten Island. That's not a place where a lot of black people are, and definitely not a place where the black people are like <laughs> and are known for getting over. Like, well, no. I, I mean, uh, maybe back in the Wu Tang days, but like, you know, like I don't think I don't think she was in the Shaolin. Like, goodness, she went to that school. She went to the Shaolin school. She bought that RZA book. What do you, who, do you write like a forty-eight Laws of Power or something? <laughs> Well, apparently it must be a good read because sis is up there. She did it right. During proceedings, Onita found time to open a website for her own fashion brand, OB Design. Okay, and the fashion is fashioning. This is... Wow. This woman has got talent, okay? Ready for the Wakanda Forever premiere. I would say that one. She was like, look, the school board invested in my fashion label. That's all. This is also, this is like a very different vibe. You know what I'm saying? Like, the picture you showed, her principal picture is, like, she's wearing just, like, a simple button down, like, like maybe some well, beauty supply earrings. But in the other picture, everybody's, like, people, is that, like, I don't even, is that a brooch? I don't know what to call the top garment. And it's beautiful. She's got on this hat. Her face is beat. These earrings are giving, like. These look handmade. Like, I, like, goodness. Her scams, the levels. 
the levels, the talent jumped out. So Ellen McHugh, co-president of the Citywide Council on Special Education, asked, in quotes, why would you continue to A, trust her, B, put her in charge of any sort of student development? Who does she know? You sound like a hater, Ellen. Yeah. I mean, clearly okay. she's she tapped in. She the plug. Tapped in. Oneida was first exposed for insurance scams in 2017. She had used a friend and former co-worker's Pennsylvania address to register her Lexus, though she lived in New York, which saved her up to $4,000 a year in insurance premiums. Okay, I might have to do that. I don't, I don't see. This one is the freshest woman alive. You show me another picture. She's sitting here in some very oh, good jays. And like, I, I don't know if this is like a dress or romper situation, but it's fresh. It's giving Janelle Monet. Like, is she a stylist? Like, I don't know. It's her. working. She was doing better than Kim was back in the day yeah the backdrop is giving like i'm not mad so she was charged with six felony counts and after a guilty plea was sentenced to three years probation and seven thousand dollars in fines and restitution which i mean she registered her car somewhere else like insurance companies are a scam as well i'm not mad additionally she apparently wasn't a very good principal no i thought she was a good principal she violated DOE rules to cut ties with the city university of new york honors program without consulting parents or staff so she didn't cut people off oh i don't know it's giving mafia she was like do y'all play ball or guess what ain't nobody coming to y'all school no more as a parent i just gotta be straight up gifted and talented programs and honors programs do not work they are not built mm -hmm. for they're not built to create equitable School environments, this, she is not sounding too bad. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with it. You know, scamming in education, I don't, I, you know, I want the babies to get the money that they need mm -hmm. to have the education that they need. But what did she, what did she do after she canceled the contract? I want, the, <laughs> the people need to know. She also imposed lax grading and grade promotion policies and hired teachers without classes to assign them. So she was like, y'all pull up. Don't worry about where y'all gonna work at, but just pull up to the school, 8 a.m. Uh, definitely do the morning breakfast duty. We'll figure out what you're gonna teach. Geometry, sociology, something. Just come to the school. Also, the lax grading policies. I mean... I, again, I think she is understanding the challenges facing students' parents today. Mm -hmm. She understands mutual aid. Grading can be very biased, also racially biased. Like, she I don't know. She understands that, that schools could be doing more. And she said, and you she, know what? We going to do more. <laughs> we're going to do the most. However, Onita's exploits weren't just limited to her time at Port Richmond. Before joining Port Richmond as its interim principal in June of 2017, Onita served as a principal at John Jay School for Law in Brooklyn since 2010. While there, she paid a total of $100,000 to Tanya John, a DOE vendor in the Bronx. Okay, yeah, when we go to the Bronx, we know, I know that you're dirty. Ice Spice. Okay, back city, honey. The money was reportedly spent on Saturday retreats and retreats in quotes and overnight college trips, investigators say. That sounds like enrichment. A Saturday retreat, going to college and doing I used to host overnights when I was a tour guide. And now the kids are getting a college experience and Hey, I, I went to Howard. I went I I went on a college visit. I went through like a nonprofit. They yeah. took me they took me to Howard. We visited. I was like, oh, this is great. I want I didn't want to go to college before. I went to go to college after. So hey. Onita? I mean, while she enjoys her new position, she continues to post on her large her large hats and designs to her Instagram page, OB Design. How many followers she got? She got six thousand six hundred and seventy-four. Okay, she popping a little bit. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, she has a job she, she, and she thrives. She got a raise. Yo, this is fascinating. And, and, and like, let's be honest about education. I'm surprised she doesn't have a charter school somewhere because, you know, like anybody can get a charter school nowadays. Like I could mm-hmm. get a charter school tomorrow. And so, like, the fact that, like, she is still out here thriving, I am trying to understand who got hurt by this. Yeah, I stand. I stand her. I, I, yeah. I like I need more details because like right now what you've given me this feels it's like a, giving. This feels well, like a good scam. Yeah. <laughs> like, damn. Well, y'all, that brings us to the end of an amazing episode. Eric, we always ask, where would you like to be found? Socials, anything you want to plug? I just honestly I, I try to be out here supporting, you know, the shows on this uh Stitcher and Earworth Network. So you can you won't see me out a whole lot, but you can find me on Twitter at uh, EJ Eddings. You can find me on Instagram. I really mostly just be posting pictures of my kids at E Eddings. Uh, at E Eddings. Yes. And if you want to find me, D I V A L A C I D V A L A C I on all platforms, if you want to see these photos, Scam Goddess Pod on Instagram and on Twitter. And guys, I have a Patreon uh, with Priscilla Davis, who's a friend of the show and has been on a million times. It's called Give Us Your Money on Patreon. And we are talking mess, all the internet mess I'm not legally allowed to talk about on here and mess with my life as well. It's real fun. It's out now. Patreon, Give Us Your Money. And lastly, snitch on your friends, your family, your enemies, and your neighbors at scamgoddesspot at gmail.com. Congregation. I mean, keep investing with other people's money, even when they don't know. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Now that you say it, it sounds like a Ponzi scheme. (laughs) It is. Right. Oh, whoops. Bernie Madoff. But this woman is great. (laughs) She's going places. She's going places. Literally. This has been an Earwolf production in association with Team Coco. Scam Goddess stars and is hosted by me, Lacey Mosley, a.k.a. Scam Goddess. It's produced by Judith Cargbo, engineered by Ryan Connor and Abby Aguilar. Our researcher is Kaylin Brandt. Stay scheming. Stay scheming.